On this Aviation Special, we sit down with Victoria Grupp from Control Concepts, find out how she went from a music uh, interest into programming. All that and more next on this Aviation Special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. It's Tim Albright with an Aviation Special taking a look at the women of the industry. Um, with me today is Victoria Grupp from Control Concepts. Welcome, ma'am. Hi there. So uh, Victoria actually was connected with me with an old friend of mine, uh, Steve Greenblatt, who uh, runs Control Concepts. And the one thing about, about Steve is he's always looking for you know um, new and, and, and uh, innovative folks who, who take a look at the industry in a u- unique way. Uh, when he hired Victoria, I was very interested, and I didn't know you. Uh, before Steve, before Steve hired you, but we've learned an awful lot about you. So first and foremost, before we get any further, uh, overarching question to everybody: How did you get uh, involved in this crazy AV industry? Uh, I feel like a lot of people, I kind of fell into it. Um, so my, I studied digital art. Um, so I kind of started in recording um, and sound production, which wasn't quite my niche. Um, so then I moved over to making MIDI instruments, programming them and designing them, the whole thing. So um, a lot of it was very rudimentary programming, um, but it was a good stepping stone into AV. Um, So after graduation, I was looking for any and all jobs. So I actually started as a tech um, and quickly trained into being a programmer at an integration firm. So before we get started, because I am fascinated by the MIDI part, if somebody's not yeah. familiar, explain them what a MIDI instrument is. So it's, uh, if you think of like a keyboard that you can plug into a computer and it, you have synthesized sounds. There's a lot of aspects to MIDI and what makes up a note. Um, and so you can do a lot to play with that. There's a lot of parameters. Um, so playing with it, there's a lot to be done programming if you're creating your own synthetic sound. Um, and then there's a lot to be done on the interface, which is where I was interested. How do you change the user interface and control platform to create a more dynamic experience for performing? Yeah. For, for those of you who are, are of my age, uh, we remember MIDI's uh, because in the 90s, that's what we would use to create mm-hmm. some of the very first ringtones. And I'm not making this up, kids. You, we would take the MIDI's and the MIDI instruments and we would create our own mm-hmm kind of ring to the very first, you know, I'm, I'm talking like the, the Nokia, right? The, the thing that you couldn't destroy. Those ringtones yeah. were made from MIDI's, right? Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it was it was my Palm, right? It was my Palm Trio. Uh, and those were also MIDI's as well. So that's a, that is yeah. very, very fascinating. So my specialty at the time was wearable, which was fun. Fabric and wearables. But, oh, wow. Yeah, very cool. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because you're right. that Those wearables as well, because you would have different different tones and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um Talk for a second about that transition between music and, and digital art mm-hmm. into programming and how that mindset, the artist mindset and, and the creative mindset, how that lends itself to, uh, to the programmer's mindset. Because a lot of times people won't, won't kind of, you know, those, those comparisons, either you are an artist yeah. or you are, you are you're a programmer brain and that's what you do, right? And you're, 
you know, um, not to be too stereotypical, yeah. but you got the top pocket protector and this, that, and the other, and the compass and the protractor and, and everything. Um, I say that as, as a failed programmer, right? Uh, but, but, you know, what's, uh, I, it's, it's, it's all right. I am a failed programmer. Greenblatt will tell you that all day long. Um, but, but talk about that transition and how your artist mindset and your creative mindset helps you in, in programming. Yeah, so I, um, my initial start in art was music. Right, so piano, flute, that type of um, area. But getting into more of more art-related and technical with like production, um, and then into programming, I solve problems differently. I would see a problem and go, okay, so these are the things. Here's my end goals that I want. Here's where we want to get to, um, and here's where I'm at. And so I think I take a different approach to assessing tools and looking at different ways to solve problems, and I think that the artist in me um, programs very differently sometimes because I don't necessarily think like a programmer. I think like an artist first. So the, awesome. the transition was more of an artist wanting to do things that she didn't have the tools for um, and then figuring out what the, how to acquire the skills to do that. Um, so one of the things, uh, you know, obviously not just that transition, but, but, you know, being a woman in the AV industry and, and quite frankly in technology, certainly some, some challenges along the way. Talk about some of those hurdles that, that you've overcome and, and, you know, throughout your career and, 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 you know, how you were able to overcome them. Yeah. So I do want to note, um, a lot of my initial programming and by a lot of it, I mean, all of it was military. <laughs> so... Okay. I have the unique perspective of being a woman in AV, but then also showing up to government sites, whether it was more like government building or actually military bases, um, showing up as a young female to do the programming and needing to show that I know, that I do know what I say I know, um, and that I can do the job. So that being young and female, there was definitely... Um, a certain level of, I think, doubt, or I'm not quite sure what the word would be, um, but I feel like one of my biggest hurdles is people assuming, assessing too early, not talking to me, and assuming that I was going to be inadequate, that I was going to be less than, um, and it was evident, and so I would get to site, say, like two days after the install team, so even once I was at site, I'm the programmer, I designed the system, um, the client would be more inclined to talk to the senior tech because he's older and male um, than to talk to me about problems and what they want in the system. So there was a couple of different ways to work through that and overcome that, which I think is more of the next question, but uh, that was definitely a challenge. Well, that actually leads to the question is how do you handle that? How, how do you deal with that? Is that you know, uh, does it depend on the situation? Does it depend on, on you know, you mentioned military. Does it depend on the rank uh, mm -hmm. of, of the, the person, you know, kind of, you know, um, going to your, your tech instead of you? Yeah, so I do think that there's, I think it's a more complex answer than I'm going to give. There's definitely different um, scenarios here. The best thing I can do that I have done and continue to do, um, I just have to be sure in myself. I have to stay strong in what I know and not doubt myself because someone else is doubting me um, and just be confident that what I'm presenting is going to be a good system, that I am presenting real answers um, 
and the product's going to be good and that I can support it. And so simply by trying to take charge in conversations that, say, the client goes to the lead tech um, and then I hear this conversation start, I take the initiative to jump in and say, you need to be talking to me about this and here's, and then just start navigating through it and talking through it. And um, by the second or third day, then they would come to me and I could see the respect building and especially as like seeing is believing, right? So as the system comes together, they see the touch panel, things are happening. It's like, oh, now I have a system. Oh, you came and now I have a system. They'd be more likely to talk to me. Um, but it took some time. When, when do you when do you think either either has it happened or or when do you think it will happen, where that initial, you know, seeing you as less than or or that initial um, needing to prove mm -hmm. yourself on on the job for a day or two or three, has it happened yet? If so, you know what was the what was the the turning point or or when do you think it will happen if it hasn't happened yet? It. It has gotten better, and um, I'm not currently I'm not in that position still. So my experiences are changing. Um, yeah. A lot changed through my time of doing that simply because I held myself differently. I learned that I needed to be more, I guess, present might be the word, but just more um, a bigger personality in some ways. Like I'm not always the big person in the room that is going to speak up first and take charge. And I just, I had to do that. Um, so coming from college into the position, I mean, you brand new in the industry, there's so much I don't know, still so much I don't know, but there's a lot of doubt there. Um, and so another factor, um, aside from being a woman, is, is being young. Because I know that I look young too. And so I don't even know at what point it, it's the fact that someone in their early 20s is showing up at site or that a female showed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or both. Yeah. yeah like, quite frankly, that, that, that is also, you know, a possibility. Uh, we're talking with Victoria Grupp from uh, our, our buddies over at Control Concepts. Uh, Victoria, one of the questions that, that I, I've come to ask, and, and I learned this from, from a dear friend of mine, uh, Charmaine Torella, uh, and that is the, you, you've demonstrated some of the, the hurdles that you've overcome. But, but one of the questions that we ask a lot of folks is, is why did you overcome them? Why did you mm -hmm. choose? Because you didn't have to, right? You no. didn't have to, to insert yourself. You know, you didn't have to choose to overcome some of these, these biases. Why, why did you choose to? Um, for a few reasons. One, I actually enjoyed what I was doing. Um, and as I've been growing as a programmer and developer, um, the more into the weeds I get on programming and solely programming and not designing and implementing so much, I love it even more. Um, but I loved what I was doing. And so I think that if you have a passion for something, it's worth working through the obstacles. Um, also, these issues, while apparent in AV, they're apparent in any technological and beyond. Um, but I, I know I would be in a technological-based industry regardless. So do I overcome it here or do I overcome it there? Um, I felt like it would follow me, so I needed to make decisions and actions for myself to, to work past it and through it. And I think I have. <laughs> or at least come that's up a, with a game plan of how to approach it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's an incredible answer uh, to that. Um, we, we mentioned the fact that, that you uh, are nowhere near retirement. Uh, but when you retire, <laughs> um, what, what do you want to see have changed in the industry? I would like for women to no longer be the exception to the rule. 
and that might sound really weird, but in trainings that I've been to for AV, like Crestron, Extron, AMX, all the good ones, I was the only female, which doesn't bother me. I don't necessarily see that. And I started really seeing it when the instructors would point out that I was the only female and that I was the first female they'd ever taught or that I was the first one in like 20 classes that they taught. And so that was, um, I always felt very singled out in classes. And so I would like for that to change. I think that that sets a precedent right from the beginning and it's not necessarily brought up in a bad way, um, but it's brought up and I'm, I'm different. And it's very clear that I'm different. <laughs> um, and to the point where I had other programmers come up and say, are, are you are you keeping along okay? You seem like you're doing all right in the class. I know you didn't have a lot of experience. And so, and I think it was well-intentioned, but I also noticed that they weren't approaching anyone else with that. Um, and in that particular instance, um, I was learning a new programming language, but I had just, I had just um, finished, I got Crestron certified. So I know how to program. I, the concepts are fine. I just needed to learn the platform. How do I plug in my devices? How do I plug in the communication? So once I had the pieces of the puzzle, I was like, oh, this is fine. But just being singled out in class and then someone saying, you keeping up okay? I know you said you didn't really have experience in this. Um, and that's where I feel like I'm thought of as less than sometimes. How do you help that? How, how do you make that change? How do you make it to where women are the are no longer the exception? Um, how, quite frankly, let's, let's talk about programmers because that's yeah. you know that is one of the aspects. And 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 I there there are a number actually one of the smartest um, one of the smartest programmers that I know is 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 a dear friend and she's also a musician actually uh, comes from <laughs> a musical background. Maybe there's something there. I, I do know. think there is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but how do you I mean, how do you recruit more women into this this part? Because there are some of these um, hurdles, mm -hmm. right? And, and and you know, folks don't, you know, may, maybe some you know guys don't don't think about it because you know they're they're trying to be they perceived as helpful. I, I don't know what it is, yeah. um, but you know, there's a human being just like you are, and, and they're trying to learn just like you are. You know, the you know the fact that whatever they're you know anyhow, you, you, that that's you. Know, treat them as a human being, you know, as, as another human being. Um, how do you, how do you help more women get into this part of the industry or, you know, get more interested into programming? I really, I don't know. And I think one of the biggest barriers, a lot of programmers I've met for integration firms started as techs. And so mm. I think that that's probably where a big piece of it is. Um, and I think that there's a lot of validity in building racks first because you learn the equipment, you learn what's going on, um, versus just coming in as a programmer, which there's pros and cons to both sides, and that's an ent entirely different conversation. But I think the easiest path into programming for AV is through being an installation tech. And I don't, I don't have an answer, but um, that's just kind of what I see. And I, I was fortunate to find a firm that was willing to take a chance on me installing, even though I very clearly can't lift a hundred pound display. Um, and I'm not going to be much help doing a video wall. Just let's face it. Um, but I could see that I could be program. I could be trained into a programmer and an asset in that way. I just started in smaller rooms. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, and video walls any, any more modular. So modular. So you'd be fine. Yeah. Right. 
All right. Um, Victoria, as, as we wrap up here, you know, what are some areas that um, if you could talk to um, other women in the industry and, and say, you know, this is this is what I'd like to encourage you with or, or this is like what I'd like to say, what would you say? Um, be confident and strong in who you are. There's no reason to have doubt in yourself or your abilities because other people doubt them. Um, if you know it and you know you know it, stand by it. That is a fantastic way to end. Thank you so much. Victoria Grubb from uh, Control Concepts. How do people connect with you or Control Concepts? Um, you can connect with me through LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn primarily, uh, Victoria Grupp, I believe is what my handle is. Um, easiest way to find me would be through Control Concepts page. I am linked with that. Um, and I am on Twitter as Grupp Victoria. And um, those are the best ways to reach me right now. All right, very good. Victoria Grupp from Control Concepts. Thank you so much. Uh, for us, for AV Nation, go by our website, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Find programs like this and a host of others. Uh, we talked about my buddy Steve Greenblatt, so check out his show, uh, A State of Control, uh, where you will find more information about uh, programming and automation. All that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Mm -hmm.